0: Welcome to Revive Mystery Podcast. This month we're beginning, well, we started already a new theme. It's called One More Day. Paying tribute to Recovery Month and World Suicide Day. Around 800,000 people complete suicide each year. There's about 107,000 drug overdoses, deaths in the United States in 2021. An increase from 15% in 2022. Today we have a returning guest. No stranger. Thank you, Sebastian, for joining us. Of
1: course, Uh, of course. Thank you for having me.
0: I I just want to share a lot. One of the quotes I put on my website first time was from Juliet Lewis. She said, the bravest thing I ever did was continuing my life when I wanted to die. Mm. It it kind of feels like, um, well, um, that quote really, for me, speaks volumes of this month of just how um it may not make sense for some individuals um that are not going through the the decision to make a permanent uh decision on a temporary issue but right um it's also you know being mindful of that um anything you want to share
1: yeah man i I think that's that's an incredible quote there the bravest thing i ever did was continue my life when i wanted to die um it goes back to i think some of the first conversations we've had together in our podcast um, mm-hmm. and all the conversations we've had since, right, of just the power of choice. We mm-hmm. talk about it with Creation Life at our church and the mm-hmm. programs that we have, right, how important choice is in mm-hmm. um, just saying, I, I I, may not feel it, but I'm going to continue to move forward. Uh, mm-hmm. And especially in this month, I think that's, that's powerful. It's hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're able to be in a position like she was to say, I wanted to end it but i said i, I got to continue and that's very brave and that's courageous right to to just be able to just
0: say i want to continue one more day i you know i i think of this month and also i didn't know until this this year that there is a thing called the jaywalker challenge <laughs> well we're, we're actually doing it um mm-hmm. eight hundred thousand individuals and i think it's kind of it's you know we're trying to make eight hundred thousand steps um Revive Ministries. We're doing our team is called Going the Second Mile. Biblically, I feel a lot of times we can get um, self centered. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong. It's very human, but at the same time, when we're outward centered, when we're going that second mile, when we don't have to, you know, right, Um, right, 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 right. uh, One thing I don't want to forget is those times when I had that bravest thing be staying alive another day, and I feel sometimes. When things are going well you're like i you know i don't remember that sometimes we and i i it's not that i want to ruminate on the sadness or what i went through but i'm reminded of the lessons that i learned from and um and uh, at the same time you you get to serve it again and share and that's why i love this podcast um healing yeah, comes yeah. in all shapes and sizes whatever uh again i want to say thank you sebastian i know you've been on here you're like a regular guest rotating guest here but i really appreciate the regular yeah yeah but um i'm gonna this is the actual quote that i wanted to Mm -hmm. really start our discussion on it's from alice walker she says the most common way people give up the power is by thinking they don't have any Mm. what thoughts when it comes come to mind when you hear this quote
1: yeah wow wow um, again going to that right the power of choice and, mm-hmm. and thinking you know we've been obviously you know, in, in our fields you know obviously we have different resources and you know different mm-hmm. abilities that we can do but we have we, we see similar situations at times right even as pastors that we do that you do as social workers or mental health professionals and working in that realm yeah. and and yeah that power of, of, of choice that that uh, that power of understanding I guess the freedom that comes in from you being able to make your own decisions and choices. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of people don't feel you know, there's just my Chantal, my wife is reading a book right now on uh different personal I guess I don't know if personality, but different ways that people approach life. And so some people are more avoidant and mm-hmm. other people are more I guess the word is anxious and then there's a middle ground which is kind of the people that are balanced mm-hmm. and are able to to live in between. And so she was explaining how um you know at times it's hard to leave uh you know because of the different personalities the different experiences that people have felt or gone through what they've been taught it's hard for them to understand the reality that they have a choice right and mm-hmm. and uh i've recently just been listening the audiobook of the body keeps the score right And dealing mm-hmm. with ptsd and trauma mm-hmm. and man it's been amazing to hear of just how literally the physical body mm-hmm. uh remembers right the trauma right mm-hmm. and, and and we feel trapped sometimes and and the studies that they've done of people that goes back to difficult or traumatic situations or abusive relationships because they don't know that they you know the, the ability they have the ability to get out or they feel like that's that just becomes home for them right and so mm-hmm. there's a lot there but it's it's powerful when you're able to realize how powerful your choice is mm-hmm. um, and the ability to to make that that choose yeah and that you have power
0: yeah and uh, I feel sometimes defining words really help especially in my mm-hmm, line of work um, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we think of needs we just think about the tangible you know think about oh, the person needs something to eat something a uh, place to stay but I've I've encountered a lot of people many people along the line of work who have the benefits who have the resources when it comes to tangible they even have the medication maybe even they have the support but they're still miserable there's 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 other needs that are not addressed another thing that you also mentioned was um you know when we think about trauma and how it affects us and how it affects uh, how we yeah. uh, I feel a lot of times um it's discounted because of this uh, I don't inherently you know, obviously we keep growing and understanding i don't really think necessarily just from my experience people are intentionally being i say uh, creating stigma i feel sometimes there's mm-hmm. a lack of education mm-hmm. i think sometimes it's just oh well i got him clothes i got him food i got him a place to stay why is he still struggling and there's a lot of that other uh, right 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 when it comes to that and also um the simplest thing uh, example is asking a person what their hobby is it's a funny funny little dance you go a lot of times they don't even think they deserve a hobby especially if they're going through something hard like right, hobby right, right. like i have a million other things that i have to take care of I'm like well it's important every day can't be a crisis situation now what do you like to do what is fun for you and even though it's not at the forefront, of what the person's going through, it's a great indicator of what of how the person views himself. And a lot of times, there's a lot of guilt when associated with that. So. Yeah, right, right. I I, I change the th- a lot of times each month. Uh, each time I have um this month, September is a, a very hard month for me, but also a very happy month. I was married this month. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So um you know i change it up to one more day i feel a lot of times whether you're struggling with suicide or you're just struggling financially there's a lot of different burdens that people go through maybe spiritually you know a lot i do not discount this um i don't reinvent the wheel when i'm working with someone and if um faith base is a huge component of your of what makes you happy i'm gonna reinforce it but a lot of times um it's just all, only the, the thing you think of is one more day. It's like, uh, um, I don't know. what When you see the uh, the theme, one more Days," Sebastian, what comes to mind initially before I start a sure? I will be honest. Uh, the
1: first thing that came to mind was a song from Les Mis, Les Miserables. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it's one day more, though. One more. Yeah, well, one yeah, night. yeah. One day more. Yes. That's, yeah. um, that's the first thing that came to mind. But I think it's a great, great uh Overarching theme, right? And, and going back to that quote from from Julie—I uh, don't know if it was Juliet or—I guess julia Yeah, the one of, um, bravest you know, thing. Yeah, the bravest thing I've ever done was continue my life when I wanted to die. Right, just saying one more day, and I think that's powerful. Um, it can. the, the Bible has uh, Jesus and he's doing a sermon what we would consider the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 5 and he has these beautiful words that I try to remember Right in, in my role in, in life you can get so distracted and so anxious and mm-hmm. overwhelmed with everything and he says at the end of chapter 5 of Matthew chapter 5 he says uh, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself right sufficient mm-hmm. for each day are its own mm-hmm. troubles and, and so it's that mix, right, of understanding, okay, I'm going to do today what I can do today and not to worry about tomorrow. Don't borrow tomorrow's, mm-hmm. uh, what are the, what's this quote? There's a quote, don't borrow tomorrow's struggles or don't, tomorrow's worries. Mm. Live today, right, and take it one day at a time. So that's kind of the idea of that. I do one more day, right? Just mm. Let's just go one more day. Let's do one more day. Mm. Let's try it out. Let's go forward and and then tomorrow when we wake up we'll go from there and we'll redo it but when you start thinking so long term and you can get overwhelmed and again that ha- it happens to me right i'm in <laughs> kind of a new role i'm in, a, in tra- we're in transition at, at our church and i've taken on a lot of different op- you know uh obligations and, and things and and so it's very easy to just get oh i gotta do this tomorrow and next week i'm gonna have to do that in a month we're going to and it's just like, hey, let's do it one day at a time yeah we'll have a plan to be able to do things but just one more day let's just go mm-hmm. one day at a time so that's the first thing that comes to me uh, i guess the second
0: thing because the first thing was the lay miss song and now uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think um for me it's just how honest it is you know a lot of times i know um i tell i tell my wife uh i do my best work when i slow down it's funny if i don't slow down it's not that it's not good. I'll push things out, <laughs> but at the same time, it's yeah, not. You, there, there's something about slowing down. There's something about knowing my your limits. Knowing mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Um, you're going to disappoint someone, right? You're not going to make everyone happy. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay. That's very human. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, there have been people before you who haven't made everyone happy, and at right. the same time. It also allows you to actually cut into what you're really struggling with. What are you going through? What mm-hmm. is helping and what is not? And that's where I, I love to be when I'm working with people is just, um, you know, self advocacy, you know, that, um, you know, when, when the person is motivated, not by anyone else or someone being there or something, just because they start piecing together the value that they threw away. I remember the beginning part. It it said um, uh, Alice Walker, she said, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. There's so many people telling you what to buy, what to do, where to go, how to do it. Uh, Sometimes we forget that we have a choice (laughs) in any of it. So, um, it's, 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 I feel one more day actually allows, at least for me, to slow down and assess what is working. What didn't I like? Is it okay? Like, and self reflection, I feel, is sometimes, um, it's not overthinking. If it's done in a way that's honest, you know, we're human, understanding that I'm, I have limits. I'm not, not young. I can't do what I used to do, but that's You're okay. still young. You're still young, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I want to ask you, Sebastian. You know, obviously you said you change. You're changing roles in the church, a little more, more responsibility. But in your personal and professional, what have you seen personally and professionally that has helped you in the healing process, and what has not? Now, I'm just. It doesn't have to necessarily be, because it's also recovery month. So, obviously, recovery denotes someone who's has issues. But all of us are healing, and I just feel like there's still some themes that can overlap a lot so what has helped you heal uh, with the healing process personally and professionally
1: that's good um a lot of things come to mind i think the first thing um is just talking about it we've Mm -hmm. talked we've i think discussed that before the importance of having whether it be a support group or mentors uh, leaders people you can look up to that you trust that you can be real with In my personal case, it would be my wife, who's a big anchor. Um, We always joke among pastors that, you know, we may be the pastors of the church, but our spouses are the ones that are pastors at the home that keep us anchored Mm -hmm. and and keep things in perspective. Right. And so we're blessed. I'm blessed to have an amazing wife in that sense. And I think my family plays a big role. Um, I have a lot of good pastoral friends as well that are also in ministry Mm -hmm. where we can talk, vent, Mm -hmm. you know, get ideas um and, and be able to be inspired, right? And so like this last week we did that. We met with a couple of pastors and, and our my my coordinator that's overseeing our area took us out to just go outdoors. And we just walked around and we just shared what we're struggling with, what we're going through, how we're feeling over the last couple of months. And it was very healing that even though a lot of us were going and saying it's been frustrating or it's been hard, it's been tough, we don't know what to do. At the end of it, you leave refreshed because you shared and you feel felt heard and at the same time uh yeah it felt good i think tied with that with talking i think finding space to to uh rest and recharge right and so whatever that is and you you brought up something right hobbies right i think that's important a lot of us maybe don't have any hobbies because we're so busy with work Mm -hmm. we're so busy with family and life and i I can imagine we we have hectic lives and very fast-paced lives but being intentional about finding things to recharge us right so one thing for example my wife will do after work after she leaves the clinic is she has her board there her her skateboard and she'll board in the parking lot for like 10 to 15 minutes and now Mm -hmm. she's invited some coworkers, and now now, like there's three or four of them sometimes at board and it's a way to just kind of you know unwind finish the day and so it's a hobby you know i do bike riding i went today and you can see kind of here some injuries as i felt Mm -hmm. today and that's just part of the the hobby there which is fun and but finding a hobby right and so mm. i love being outdoors and i have two dogs that keep me you know very uh, active in that sense so going out for walks being outside um those are two things i think right off the bat you know having someone to talk to or group people people you trust and finding something that you're passionate about something that that can be a hobby that can rest give you rest and mm. refresh and refuel you i think mm. has been helping helping me in my healing process yeah and and just i guess work related right uh, healing mm. process
0: you know, I, I will also say, um, especially when you're working in the line with, when you're working with, with people, when you're working and you have clients, you have church members, I'm so blessed to have a wife to come home to. I have a home to come to. I, I always joke with Joanne, I'm like, I could not do this job without you. There's no way. Because there's sometimes even as you know people don't see the people at work they're like oh Rob's doing well um no not at all I'm barely making it back home but um at the same time I also know where my limits are I I I do um I like being creative I've always been creative I do like you know I was brought up gaming so I like gaming but I also like stories a lot of times with gaming a lot of people don't understand is um, there's a lot of great stories in there, so I, I like sharing that. I also like just sharing uh, different ways to kind of create and um, just connect. I know that, in, 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 you know, there's. I, I love music. I love just kind of seeing what I can do with music. Uh, obviously, you know, I wish, you know, obviously we would like to put, put more attention to certain aspects, you know, um, of whatever our hobby is but i do enjoy it i do enjoy the process and it's just it's one of those things that i feel um can be something very healing and surprising uh sometimes the most stressful day people will say oh you need to rest you need to like lie down i'm like no i need to create i need to do something on the video Give me a karaoke
1: machine <laughs> and i'm good i'm <laughs> yeah, alive
0: exactly <laughs> well yeah a karaoke machine is always a good go-to as i many know who know me very well um but also moving forward um sometimes you know going to a lot of work resources are thin. we don't have the support are hard to come by you know yeah, um, yeah. people are busy like you said and one of the hardest resources to maintain are people you know yeah, like that's yeah, true um, so there's this word in uh, hindi it said in jugad i guess it says ensuring that things happen even with minimal resources hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a untranslatable words joanne um yeah i know know joanne loves the yeah those (laughs) words yeah they have but i I love it i love it i think it's beautiful to
1: see different cultures and 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 particular words that we may not have but that mean very beautiful things yeah
0: so like the what has helped you as a pastor obviously and i'll share with me working in the mental health field when it comes to the barriers of scarcity of support what and what did not help you know a lot of times when we talk about recovery months uh Suicide uh, prevention. A lot of times, it's because of lack of resources. People feel that they're not heard. They don't feel like they can connect. Right. What has What has helped, and what hasn't?
1: That's a great question, man. Um, things that have helped when it comes to barriers or scarcity of scarcity of support. Um, I think it's reaching out in some way to others, right? So the way our church functions, we have like a group of elders. Um, that they're tasked with one of, you know, in, amidst all the things that they're responsible for is just being a support to pastor to the pastors, right? Yeah. And being able to be a right-hand man type of thing where they're advisors and counselors and they can help you. And that's been good, right? And so especially when you personally feel like there's barriers or there's a scarcity of knowledge or expertise or, or resources for yourself to reach out and, and see things that others will be able to pull in and say, Hey, have you thought about this? Have you done this, right? Or I used to do this, and and I think finding some way of of talking or reaching out to someone that can provide you with maybe a different angle that you hadn't seen, right? Um, And but at the same time, with that, like you said, having scarcity of support, not everyone is in a position where they have a group of people Mm -hmm. or, or elders, right, that that maybe are healthy or that get it, right, or are thinking the right things, right? You may have been in a group that really, you don't want to go and share anything because they don't know what they're talking about. So <laughs> it is in those instances, I think, where, I don't know, obviously for us being faith-based, we would go to God and pray and seek the Bible. Um, and, and I think you you look, you try to, I think one of the big resources that I would use is the internet right? Just uh, mm. going on Google and whatever situation, right? Hey, I'm I've been feeling down in the dumps. I've been feeling like I'm under a rainy cloud this whole week. Let me look up what's happening, right? And so, kind of Googling. Obviously, there's danger in self-diagnosing yourself, right? Yeah. And, but but looking at things, and so you might find some blogs. You might some, some might find some YouTube channels. You might some some medical professional advice and and, and thoughts. You may find some religious faith-based stuff. So obviously taking everything with a grain of sand and looking through it. Mm-hmm. But I think Google has been great. You know, YouTube is a lifesaver for most of us as we just <laughs> to do anything right. How to fix a yeah. lawnmower, how to get your AC running in your car, uh, how, to, how to, you know, clean your drain. and I don't know, whatever it is. Um, so using those means that we have at our fingertips um, to try to figure out. And so that's something that I've done, right? When I have barriers or security of support, I go online and it's like my computer, my phone. How can I do this? What are some resources, right? And and hopefully as that happens, right, obviously you learn, but also you kind of make some connections around you that can Mm -hmm. connect you with more resources and help those barriers. So that's kind of been things that I've done, right? Either Mm -hmm. leaned on people that I have around me, like Mm -hmm. I mentioned before, family and friends, um, Mm -hmm. and also the World Wide
0: Web, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, piggybacking on like, People, uh, for me, what I've learned is not to villainize anyone. Like, honestly, it's very easy. The mob effect is super, super quick. But the same, uh, maybe there's a bearer. I, I don't like the verbiage or something that was said. It's very easy to just get stuck in bitterness. And I would just say, those listening, just don't it's not going to help. All right. Um, it's actually going to take away from it. Whether the person uh, hurts you and, and you don't, and you know, that's where barriers come in. You may need to, but I, what I find a lot of times is those barriers are created because we're thinking or we're making the decision based on other people's, what other people say and not us actually reaching out to the individual themselves it is messy and uh, it is hard. It's something that I struggle with sometimes because, you know, it's very easy to be like, okay, I trust this person. You know, Sebastian said he's not good, <laughs> so I'm just gonna say he's not good. But sometimes we gotta go that extra mile and kind of see what yeah. what is yeah. going on. And I feel it's not so much. Um, um, correcting or whatever, because everyone has a different perspective. Their mm-hmm. their their time with the person might be very different than what right. you're experiencing. But at the same time, I feel we are more complicated. I don't think everything. I don't things don't happen in a vacuum. You know, obviously, and I feel at least when it comes to people and it's scarcity, um, what I, has helped me is to go the extra mile, not just immediately say, okay, Mm. this person is bad. I'm not going to work with him or her is actually trying to find some bridges versus walls when it comes to making that barrier come down at the same time. Defining roles is very important and knowing that, um, even friendships, whatever, everything changes. So, um, Mm. I think, Especially leaders like you and um, people trying to reach people it it is um, it, at least for me, what has helped is to not listen to those who are close to me that I trust, but also verify it and determine it for myself yeah you know? yeah um, not because I don't trust them, but because things constantly change in this world and I, I do find that that has helped me to mm-hmm. see past it uh, because it's very if we're doing the same thing and the same people are the same bad people, <laughs> there's something, something off. I feel mm-hmm. like right now, as we think about community, as we think about, you know, tribute to uh, recovery month, uh, there's a lot of sad stories out there. And it didn't happen because of, um, and sometimes I um, with scarcity and support. Sometimes we yeah. may be the ones providing that scarcity mm-hmm. on, on the same time on the same, same token i do want to share that um um you know just like what we sp- we've been talking about before is if you're on the other side of the phone you think everyone's saying that you're you're a bad person you feel like you're pushed mm-hmm. out you know just finding um finding ways to go one more day you know a lot of time one more day and then reflect on yourself maybe it's something you're saying maybe it's something or maybe it's just not the right fit but this this is a choice that you'll ultimately make at the at the end and i feel sometimes when we get that choice back it kind of uh it kind of makes you change your perspective on things and that has helped me when it comes to barriers and scarcity. Any pivotal kind of lessons that helped you serve those around you, and even take care of yourself better? It's kind of the same thing, but I kind of piggybacks on it. Because if you have some lessons when yeah. it comes to serving, because you could you could serve people despite yourself, <laughs> you right, can help right. people despite your own health. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, any any even of a short lesson or something? Yeah, what has been helpful for you?
1: No, I think yeah. Going off of what you just said, uh, you can serve people despite you know. Uh, even hurting yourself, right, and doing so. I think there's a balance that I've seen um, that ideally you're serving from a place of overflow, right? If you've been a part of a church or a faith based, especially a Christian faith, you probably heard that, you know, serve from the overflow, you know. Very, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, you're, you know, if you've been filled, right, and, and whether it's through faith or through your hobbies, through the love and your, your, your people around you, you feel fulfilled in life and work, whatever it is you're doing. Um, it can become easier to give, right, and to flow out of that, and to help others. And so I think that's a pivotal lesson, right? It's focusing uh, some time on myself to make sure, hey, and understanding my limits. There's gonna be moments where I feel out of it, and people are like, "What's going on, Sebastian?" I'm like, I'm just, I'm tired today. I'm sorry, my, I don't, I don't have the spunk. Maybe I don't have the funk. I'm, I just, I'm out of it, right? And being real, I gotta go recharge. And at the same time, uh, is the other side that many times we don't help serve others because we feel empty and there's also a beauty in that i found that when you go out to serve when you don't feel like it sometimes or when you do feel empty you do feel get filled by serving others right so it's mm-hmm. that balance where you're trying to serve from an overflow but understanding that there's going to be times where you don't or you're not overflowing mm-hmm. but serving will help you be fulfilled again so those are two lessons there i think that i've seen in my life Mm-hmm. And you just have to be aware of, of yourself that there's, you know, don't overextend yourself, but be willing to serve and try to be filled up. Know that you're not going to be always filled up to serve, but, you know, don't want to do that. So I think those are two pivotal lessons there that I've seen. It's mm-hmm. a balance, right? I think life is a lot of a balance. And if you're able to navigate that balance, sometimes you'll mess up and lean one way or more than the other. But if you're able to
0: work on that balance, um, it'll help you take care of yourself even better. And I feel like sometimes we get caught up on what has helped other people when we serve others, and sometimes that might be what's holding us back, because, oh, I can't do that. And maybe it's not about that. <laughs> maybe you, serve, you go there and you're serving totally differently than you were dreading because you just felt exhausted. Sometimes we we create these scenarios. There's If we put too many parameters, people are complicated people, but... The, what they need are usually pretty simple if you kind of get to the derivative of it so yeah people want to be not they don't feel they want to feel low. so a lot of times even my line of work I feel I do nothing I don't have any resources I'm there talking with the person and they just are happy because I'm there um, I don't sugarcoat, but I also it's about you know it's about not not staying still you know, um, finding what will work, having a conversation—those difficult conversations of accountability—but in a safe place. Because honestly, at the end of the day, even though it's a hard conversation, the person realizes this person cares. That's why he's at saying this. So, I think there's that, like you said, there's that that have been, there's that balance. That's it's tricky because. You know i think by the same time just to piggyback on what you said i think sometimes in our head we get too much of in our head of what we think we're going to have to do to serve because we're so used to just and honestly you might as well just put a blindfold because you don't know how it's going to be <laughs> but um i just want to share Through revive ministries a lot of times people ask what you know we do not proselyze, but we strive to provide hope uh like a medical missionary providing a safe play for us to continue the discussion of topics that are too often ignored any final thoughts that you want to share with us those listening sebastian
1: yeah uh first man your thought just triggered my mind there like you said right um don't overthink it and you know i'm I'm taking again to that sermon on the mount that i was talking about earlier with jesus is talking and um, he says the words, uh, you know, when you do a charitable deed, when you serve others, when you help others, mm-hmm. don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Right. And uh, usually yeah. We talk about that in the sense of, you know, don't make a big show, which is what he's talking yeah. about. Don't make a big show. He's saying, hey, these people like to make a big show. They stand in the street corners. They sound trumpets. They want everyone to see them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously it's, it's talking about doing this more in secrecy. Right. Don't don't make a big show about it. Just serve. Um, but I think there's also the other side that you're saying. Right. It's mm-hmm. just like, just do it. You don't Mm -hmm. have to have a whole huge program that everyone can see, right? Serving can be very simple and very easy. And at the end of the day, you'll feel fulfilled because you were able to help others. And I think we were made and designed to serve and help others. Right. So when you're able to do that, it takes just a couple of moments away from your own pittiness and your own mess. And yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying that we all have real problems, but sometimes other problems put it in perspective. and You're like, you know what? It is hard, but it's it could be worse. Or I could be dealing with that, right? And mm. and so when you're able to serve others, I think there's there's it's a life giving thing mm-hmm. that really fuels you and helps you, and and in, at the same time as you are doing it, like you said, one more day as you're going one more day, let me serve someone today. You're also inspiring others to do the same thing, right? Hey, I don't know what you're going through. Just want to serve you today. Just wanted to help you, and hopefully you too. What can take it? Just one more day. Take it one day at a time, uh, and know that that you know everything's gonna be okay.
0: And just to you know, I want to say that sometimes when we're saying we need, oh, I'm tired, I need rest. Define what that rest is, because a lot of times we're just thinking generically. We don't really put much thought into it. Sometimes rest for me is just being creative, doing things on doing things on my computer. Um, obviously, putting limits, but. Sometimes we kind of make it uh, generic and not every generic scenario really works for us when it comes to rest. I think rest is just allowing yourself to just breathe. And whether it's sleeping or actually resting or just resting your mind away from things that have been a little bit of a burden, um, defining that, and understanding that I feel is when you take the time to understand you. And some of the conversations you have within yourself are one of the most important ones to have. So anyway, yeah, I, that's want, good. That's good. I, I want to say thank you, Sebastian, for being a part of this. Of course, discussion. of course. Um, again, you know, um, I do like uh, this month, you know, it's not really, uh, you know, because of going the second mile. Mm-hmm. I just, I just like the notion of, of just, you know, what I saw when I, I announced it last week in the church was, people who may not have um, even experience or even want uh, would mm-hmm. not normally be involved in this are finding ways to be involved. And I feel, yeah. uh, I think that is a beautiful thing because when we serve others, it's not, it's it just get a lot of times it's not within the parameters that we may initially think. Right. A lot of times right. It's just what are, what are our strengths? And I just want to say thank you again, Sebastian for just continuing this discussion. Um, Remember, those who are listening, to uh, the website is Mystery, Uh This is Goodbye from ReviveMistrietyPodcast. Podcast. Leaving with the last quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> Never confuse a single defeat with a final defeat.